This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Fascinating Insights Podcast. My name is Yushua Alt. And welcome to wherever you may be listening from, whether you're listening from the United States, from Israel, from France, from Belgium, from England, Russia, wherever. We are happy to have you here. If you would like to receive the weekly Fascinating Insights articles, please send an email to YALT3285 at gmail.com, YALT3285 at gmail.com. It is available in English and in French. You can also send to that email... Any questions or comments that you have on this episode or any other any other of the previous episodes, please feel free to send this episode or any of the other episodes to anyone who may benefit from it. And you can also feel free to send the weekly fascinating insights articles to anyone that may enjoy it. In this week's episode, I'd like to discuss allusions to the Holocaust in the Torah and <clears throat> predictions of it. Before we begin, I just want to mention that if anyone would like to make a dedication early Nishmas or the Fushlema for the upcoming book titled Extraordinary Insights, please send an email to YALT3285 at gmail.com or you can donate by credit card at the website of the Chassid Fund. That's the Chassid Fund slash Fascinating Insights slash Extraordinary Insights and just click the donate button on that page. Okay, let's begin. In the Ma'akah of Chayshech, the plague of darkness, we see connections to the Holocaust. Obviously, Chayshech means darkness. And this was an extremely dark time in Jewish history. You know, the Jews that didn't want to leave Mitzrayim to go to Eretz Yisrael died in the plague of Chayshech. You can take a look in Shmois Peregir Pasuch Beis and Peregir Gimel, Prosecute Ches. Look in Rashi over there. So we, and we also know that in the 1930s, many Jews were offered to go to Eretz Yisrael based on the Havara agreement, and yet many declined. That was the agreement between Nazi Germany and the Zionist German Jews, which was signed on August 25th, 1933. In connection with Chayshech, with this Makkah, it says, V'hi Chayshech, there will be darkness upon Mitzrayim, and the darkness will become darker. It's in Perak Yud Pasuch 1021 in Shmois. So the word Al means above. So if we go above the letters of the word Yamesh, which is spelled above Yud Mem Shin, so above the Vav is a He, above meaning the letter that precedes it. So we know Vav has a gematria of six, and He is above that, is, is a gematria before it, as that has a gematria of five. So Vyamesh, so Vav, the letter that, become, that comes before the Vav is a He, the letter that precedes a Yud is a Tes, the letter prior to Mem is Alamed, and the letter before Shin is Resh. So these four letters that are above the word Vyamesh 
are Hey Tess Lamed Reish, which spells Hitler. Another connection is that 12 or 15 million people died in the Makkah of Cheshach. But that was the Yamesh. It was double darkness. As Rashi says, and Pasuk HaPalaf over there, in Parashas Bari, in Parakir. And we know obviously that half of 12 million, meaning not double, half of 12 million is 6 million. The number of those that were killed in the Holocaust. Moving on, let's say to Meshach which appears in Parshas Echukaisai, in Chav Vav Mendalim, it's 2644. And the Meshach Chachma lived from 1843 and passed away in 1923. And he writes what seems like a prophecy, and here are his words translated into English. Those people, referring to the Jews, those Jews who think Berlin is Jerusalem, will see those very people, referring to the Germans, rise up like a like a storm wind to destroy them. In the memoirs of Rav Maza, in four, volume 4, page 154, there's a, reg- a record of a talk given by the Magad of Kelm, which took place more than 60 years prior to the Holocaust. And here it is. The Germans will not persecute the Jews, will not prosecute the Jew with ordinary persecutions. When he rises to power, he won't just oppress the Jews, but rather he will make the hatred of the Jews like a shulchan aruch, code of law. Because of the sin of, uh, he's referring to the, the founder of the reform movement in Germany, a new German vision of the shulchan aruch is going to arise against the Jewish people, and there will be written, the only thing to do with even the best Jew is killing. him. Volvi cites in the name of Rabbi Salanter, that in return for the reform of Shulchan Aruch, which permits intermarriage with the Gentiles, the day will come when the Gentiles will write a Shulchan Aruch of their own, which will forbid them to marry Jews. That is found in the Sefer Ben Sheshes La'asar, page 78. We know that the Shibir Mitzrayim, the enslavement in Egypt, didn't begin until all the Shvatim died. Upon hearing of the death of a Baruch Ber Libowitz in 1939, the Chazanish closed himself up in a room and was heard crying passionately, until now, the pure and holy Torah study of Baruch Ber and Shimon protected our people from the Nazis. Now, who knows what will be? And not too long after, in the same year, 1939, is when the Nazis came. In the winter of 1930, before preparing to leave the yeshiva and return to America, a student came to receive a farewell blessing from the Chavetz Chaim. And in the course of the conversation, the Chavetz Chaim murmured, 12 million was child's play. Only in another 10 years will the thing really begin. He repeated this until the young man realized what was actually being said. The reference was to the 12 million people who had been killed or wounded in World War I. Almost 10 years later, in the year 1939, World War II unleashed its fury. This is found in Chavetz Chaim Al-Tayran, Kedoshim, page 165, in Masa Let's move on to the next piece of Mukhalbar Weissmandel. He said, he told of a discussion. This is found in his Sefer Mina Meitzar on page 42. And he tells of the discussion that he had with the Jebi Bishmul David Unger in the year 1931. Unger was offered the post of a Rav in Turnau, which he refused, and instead he remained with his yeshiva in Naitra. One of Weissmandel 
pressed him to reconsider. He answered, My heart tells me that the time is near when there won't be a yeshiva anywhere except Naicha, and I, and I want to be there. Ten years later, when all the yeshivas of Slovakia were destroyed, and only Naicha remained, or Weissmann remembered this prophetic moment with his Rebbe. Interesting also to note that Yosef Chaim Zonenfeld, in the year 1899, avoided taking part in the official reception of the German Kaiser when he visited Yerushalayim that year. In 1933, when Hitler rose to power, the Panovich asked the Chavetz Chaim what the fate of the brothers in Germany and Poland would be, since Hitler had publicly declared that he aimed to wipe out the name of Israel. The Chavetz Chaim replied that Hitler won't succeed, as no one has ever succeeded in uprooting and destroying our entire people. Like it says, If Esav comes to the one camp and strikes it down, then the camp remaining shall survive. That Pasuk is in 32.9, in Paraklamen Bay's Pasuk test and safe from Rishis. The Panovich Rav then asked that if the enemy were to succeed in annihilating European Jewry, the quantitative and qualitative majority of the Jewish people, which camp would escape and survive? And the answer was, this is explicitly written in the words, it says, Mount Sion, there will be refuge and will be holy, and the house of Yaakov will inherit those who dispossess them. That is found in Avadia, which is in Triasar, in Perak Al of Pasigidzai, in 117. Upon which left the Chavetz Chaim trembling over the imminent destruction of European Jewry, but his heart was sure that our Holy Land, Eretisol, would be spared. And so it was, as we know that it was despaired. It, it was spared. <laughs> and that is found in Sefer Chavetz Chaim al in Vayishlach, Periklamar Bayez Pasi Test, 32.9. Over the entrance to the Panovich Yeshiva, which he subsequently founded in Brebrak, the Pasi quoted by the Chavetz Chaim in Avadia Aleph Yudzayin, was inscribed. Let's just finish off with one last thing. You know, if we trace the ancestry of Haman, we find that he is a descendant of Amalek, who descends from Esav. What are we told about Esav? The Medrash in Brashas 26.34, Rashi over there brings it, that's Chavav Lamedalid, Right, and Esav is compared to a pig. We know that when a pig lies down, it stretches forth its hooves, which are split, and therefore have kosher signs, as if to say, I am pure. We know that Esav and his descendants acted the same way. The Germans are known to have been very nice on the outside, and we now know how they were on the inside. I hope you gained from this. Call to be well. Just a reminder to hit subscribe wherever you're listening to this episode, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever. And please spread and share this episode as well as other episodes with others that may benefit from it. Please send your questions or comments to yalt3285 at gmail.com, yalt3285 at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and be well.